Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, the podcast series on mental health. I'm Alba Toss and today I'm pleased to introduce our two guest speakers, Dr. Zoe Culliara and Dr. Gil Wilson, both who have a high level of experience in mental health, having particularly focused in the field of trauma. So Dr. Zoe Culliara is a health counseling psychologist and a previous professor of mental health at Aberdeen University. She has been named on the top nation lifesavers in 2019 for her work with survivors of childhood abuse. Dr. Culliara has been awarded as a senior mental health practitioner and a senior consulting psychologist to a national and international level. We also have with us today Dr. Gail Wilson, who has over 10 years experience in the field of mental health. She began her career with volunteer work before she established herself in the field of research, publishing and speaking about trauma for how to support young women in facing secure settings. Since she qualified as a counseling psychologist, she has worked in the NHS site as part of the community mental health services, and more recently she started her own practice. So in today's episode, Dr. Wilson and Dr. Culliara, we talk about what is trauma, how traumatic events affect us, and what are the support supports available for anyone experiencing trauma. I hope you benefit from the information discussed in today's episode. Hi, hello. Hi, Dr. Wilson and Dr. Culliara. Thanks very much for coming today. Um, very pleased that you managed to come here today. Um, so um, what can you tell us about trauma, um, Dr. Wilson? Oh, thank you for, for having us. Um, it's, a, it's a privilege to be here. Thank you, Alba. Thank you. Um, be, just before we, we kind of get into answering that, I suppose we just want to lay out that what we're talking about is can be quite sensitive um, and just for people listening just to look after themselves as they're, they're taking everything in um, because yeah they might have experienced things similar to what we're talking about today yeah, so definitely. just to take care of themselves Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is trauma so it, trauma is a big word um, it accounts for a lot of different things so um, we're going to be talking from, from our perspective professionally um, and Hopefully that covers enough um, as an introduction. But essentially, trauma it, it can it can happen to anybody, anywhere, um, and m- most people are likely to experience a traumatic event at some point in their lifetime. Um, traumatic events are essentially when you experience directly yourself, or you witness somebody else experiencing something that's either an actual or a threatened event so that could be physically or psychologically something that's harmful we're feeding for our safety for our lives or, or that of other people mm-hmm. um, traumatic events are essentially violations of what we expect to happen in the world mm-hmm. um, and in relationships it's it's there are things that we just don't want to happen expect to happen mm-hmm. see happening um, and I suppose what we'd say is, you know, where we're born, what we do for a living, our ethnicity, our sex, how we identify, can mean that we may be more or less likely to experience certain types of traumatic event. So, for instance, we have events such as hate crimes um, towards different minority groups, black and ethnic minorities, LGBTQ plus communities. We might have women, men in controlling violent relationships, which are traumatic. Mm-hmm. 
men, women in the armed forces, people who drive vehicles for a living might be more likely yeah. to be in a traumatic event, um, being born in a war-torn country, fleeing genocide, likelihood of being affected by natural disasters mm-hmm. can be affected by, by all these different factors. Yeah. A great deal of trauma is caused by, by hate, unfortunately, polarisation of people, desire mm-hmm. to control people. Um, and I guess that's largely when we're talking about relational trauma. Mm-hmm. So that can happen regardless of who you are, where you are, what you do. Mm-hmm. Can be things such as physical hitting, kicking, punching, um, threats to do so. So not necessarily actually experiencing that, mm-hmm. witnessing it, seeing it in your family home growing up, seeing it in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be things such as and this is to give you context, to give you kind of, yeah. um, uh-huh. some of it might be quite difficult for people to hear, but mm-hmm. being asked to perform sexual acts, being forced raped yeah. into doing things that you, yeah. you would otherwise not to do, mm-hmm. that you might not understand uh, what is going on. Um, mm-hmm. Events can be single, be a once-off. Uh-huh. Events can also be repeated and can be multiple right. so some people may experience um, traumatic events caused perpetrated by one person or multiple people at one point in time or over a course of time uh-huh. um, and and essentially that will affect us in yeah. some sort of way uh-huh. it doesn't always affect everybody the same in the same way yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So as 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 Gail said, it's it's very variable, and it can happen in so many different settings, uh-huh. uh, relationships. As Gail said, in, including the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bullying within the workplace, toxicity. Yeah. Uh, also within relationships, it can vary from physical abuse to coercive abuse. Yeah. yeah. To financial abuse. It can happen in uh, with the elderly quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and also like Gail touched upon, it happens within a spectrum of experience. Yeah. So um, the experiences we are having in life can range from positive experiences to highly traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. And in between there, we've got life events, mm-hmm. um, which can turn traumatic, depending on the circumstances. And then we have emotional injuries, yeah. like about divorce or about separation or a conflict in the family mm-hmm. um, that also have the potential under certain circumstances to veer towards becoming a traumatic yeah, experience. Yeah. And it seems to be a different, I pick up on that, um, it could be a one-off traumatic event, mm-hmm. um, and that would be different from a, um, an ongoing traumatic situation, mm-hmm. like for example, a, a traumatic relationship, mm-hmm. yeah. that would be, that be different from a one-off traumatic event, let's say a car crash. Mm-hmm. Um, so would, would that be a significant difference and how it would affect someone? Very much so, wouldn't it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, without getting into the technicalities, obviously, that has prompted, obviously, a different diagnostic category, which is called complex psychological trauma. Yeah. So there are differences between having a, a, experienced an one-off traumatic event, like a car crash, uh-huh. or an one-off assault, yeah. and having experienced, let's say, let's say, childhood abuse and neglect, which happens over many years, yeah. or being in a situation of domestic abuse, which again happens many Maybe. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some differences in the in the symptoms 
but also in the chronicity and also in the power um, in the power dynamics and the impact that has on somebody's the way somebody sees mm-hmm. themselves and the way they, they see the world yeah. in a more long term more pervasive impact mm-hmm. um, than just a one off event which yeah. is difficult enough of course the boundaries in between those two yeah, yeah. can vary because let's say in a domestic abuse situation that consists of various single events yeah. as well as an ongoing power struggle yeah, yeah definitely yeah. so how can traumatic events affect us uh, Dr. Right. The impact is is uh, like Gail touched upon variable, and that depends on our um, well-being um, and resilience before mm-hmm. before the trauma, but also in the the access we have um, at the time to help and resources, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes, but that's debatable into what kind of people we are and how we see the world. Yeah. And trauma has the tendency to expose if you want some cracks you might have had mm. um, and trigger previous uh, previous experiences that we've had in life. But in general term, the impact can be very extensive and pervasive depending on yeah. the circumstances, but it can affect um, the way we see ourselves in terms of identity, sense of self, the way we see others, it affects relationships quite a lot in, in a variable way. Mm-hmm. And the way we see the world, so suddenly the world becomes less safe for us, yeah. uh, to become less trusting of others and, and yeah. our own judgment often. But in terms of symptoms, uh, uh, anxiety levels um, rise, um, mood uh, that's a very important thing. So mood is affected, mm-hmm. so you can get very depressed. Um, in terms of um, sleeping patterns, eating patterns, um, uh, in terms of shame, uh, high levels of shame can be experienced and guilt, um, and also anger um, mm-hmm. as well. So it's it's mm-hmm. quite a, a vast. Um, uh, array of symptoms that can happen yeah. and these can mimic a lot of other conditions yeah. and often uh, they can they can veer towards developing some other conditions like depression yeah. um, or even if you want to put labels on even personality issues uh, then it can, the boundaries can get confused yeah. between a, di- a different diagnosis, if you want to use the medical yeah. model, um, and and trauma um, yeah. symptoms. Uh-huh. So yeah, it, it can have a really wide impact in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, obviously, there's factors that are protective. Uh-huh. And so the resilience in the community, social support can make uh-huh. a huge difference. Um, access to resources can make a big difference in lessening or even um, uh, mitigating that, that impact. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, you have to remember that usually uh, has, trauma has a life course of six months to a year, especially if it's single trauma. Mm-hmm. And most people will feel better after that. Mm-hmm. So we have to remember that it, it it does have its own course yeah. and uh, it's not going to be forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always a percentage of people that will need some support after that, yeah. especially if, yeah. if that's not just a single trauma, but it's a situation of more of a, a relational trauma, more of a long-term situation, yeah. then some support will be given. Yeah. Yeah. So for if a person 
let's say, with experience. So we have the long-term trauma and yeah. the, let's say, one single event that is traumatic. Yeah. Um, so one single event that causes, you know, a level of, of trauma um, with a good support and resilience that the person has, let's say, a better chance to recover yeah. and get over that yeah. situation. One in the events that someone has um, more long-term long-term trauma how can we how can we manage that um yeah um so if someone let's say they had um a childhood the band that has um a child you know from from young age has experienced um trauma how 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 you know how is the best way to to manage that or, or what would be the, the the most common symptoms that could be manifested sure so when trauma affects people like their functioning severity of that um, impacts the quality of life um, we particularly see difficulties such as um, memories uh, coming back from from what's happened so those memories can have a feeling of being very now and um, very vivid uh, as if it's happening again and that can be very debilitating for people and um, children, adults, older adults, whatever age you are and um, that can often mean that people begin to avoid um, going out, places, people that might trigger those kind of memories coming back mm -hmm and that impacts their quality of life also yeah. and you know as we've already said you know things like irritability being on edge being what we call sort of hyper vigilant you know mm -hmm. scanning for, yeah. for particular yeah. threats associated with what's happened and also we generalize about the danger of, of, of what has you know, threatened or has actually happened to us so mm -hmm. that yeah. man who's done that becomes all men who've done everything yeah. they're all um scary uh, and as Joey said, you know, the trust in people goes. Um, and so when, you know, we're working with people or what people can do for themselves is is is, is acknowledge what's happened to them, how yeah. that is, is so normal yeah. to affect you in that way. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. if something so so awful happens to us, we will be affected. We will think, oh my my goodness, that's yeah. so you know. Yeah. Um and so to to validate our own responses and a lot of mm -hmm. it is about building skills to deal with particularly the, the physiological parts so with you know in the episode about anxiety you know the fight or flight was spoken about mm -hmm. and you know we also can go further to that talking about fight or flight freeze and flop and the mm -hmm. body responds when we're in the traumatic situation and then when we're also triggered by the memories of that mm. or other things are happening around us which which makes us feel as though there's a risk of something like that happening again and we learn skills develop ways of, of managing that of knowing it's not actually happening again mm -hmm. my body thinks it is because yeah. we've got this alarm system mm -hmm. it's yeah. like I like to view it as a smoke detector that tends to go off when yes. there's there's dust mm -hmm. in yeah. the atmosphere yeah. rather yeah. than yeah. actually the smoke of a fire. Mm -hmm. It goes off, it's indiscriminate when we've got, you know, the, this level of traumatic experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And so we need to help ourselves to notice, to be really aware of what's yeah. going on around us 
am I actually in danger, danger right yeah. now or yeah. is my yeah. system yeah. reacting yeah. as if it is yeah. Um, yeah. to to yeah. help ourselves to come down so learning skills yeah. of, of regulating our emotions yeah. um, and often people who have the most severe difficulties don't have that as a baseline yeah. knowledge mm-hmm. within themselves how mm-hmm. do I manage my mood how do I manage difficult anxieties or and um, things like that they have a much harder time doing that anyway yeah uh, oftentimes yeah um, so yeah so really it is having an understanding how your body reacts mm-hmm. to um situations that kind of trigger that kind of um alert sense yeah. it is a very important aspect to um to manage trauma um because it can be very scary um, if your body starts reacting and we say you don't have control how your body reacts. Um, yeah. So um, I suppose that part of that you both work do with people who have experienced trauma is for you know them to understand that is a normal reaction and how mm-hmm. to control and manage those reactions. Is, yeah. that, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of important. Like I, I always use the analogy that Gail just used the metaphor of a, of a smoke alarm. Yeah. So it, when your alarm goes into an overdrive, yeah. uh, if you put a piece of toast, it's going to beep when mm-hmm. it's not meant to. And that's exactly yeah. that mechanism yeah. of anxiety that goes into overdrive when when you're being traumatized. Yeah. And so part of the of, of um, the treatment is. To, to be able to bring the threat levels of, of the person uh, down as much yeah. as possible yeah. so that they can actually self-soothe themselves and separate what's happening now yeah. from what has happened in the past. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's a very important part, a very yeah. important step. Yeah. Uh, but like Gail said, in terms of day-to-day life, it's, it's, it's very important to acknowledge what happened to a person Absolutely. and also... Um, allow them to talk about it as, as, as far as they want to okay. without uh-huh. really pressing them to yeah. uh, divulge any details of it and yeah. i know in the past we used to do debriefing but we don't do that anymore because we are finding that's not helpful yeah. to kind of speed up the process of mm-hmm. people talking about it when they are not ready yet yeah. because that can actually cause a yeah. lot of anxiety and it has consequences in the long run yeah. so so it's, it's better to the person to talk about it when they feel ready to do that. So it needs to be an invitation yeah. for them to talk about it for as, as far as to go with it as far as they can, mm-hmm. but not to demand details of yeah. the person all through the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think like for yeah. me, what's really important is yeah. someone might actually really, really want to just <clears throat> get all out there yeah. and keep talking about it and talking mm-hmm. about it, and that can equally be unhelpful for them. Yes, we don't want to go over it and over it unless mm-hmm. we are also learning skills at the same time yeah and that is when we're, we mm-hmm. can talk about it and then we can ground ourselves yeah um because above we've talked about being on edge and irritable and yeah. really anxious and the fight or flight mm-hmm. kicking in and feeling sick mm-hmm. there's also the other part when we feel as though the danger is there and we can't get away from it using that fight or flight and we actually we freeze our heart freeze. stops for a yeah. moment and we mm-hmm. go into that mode of actually be in people zone out yeah go away yeah. to another place mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, and that is a very difficult place for people to be and mm-hmm. um, they become very numb emotionally um they yeah. just kind of you know it's it is essentially it's that um deer in the headlights we yeah. just stop yeah. we hope that it will go away and we play dead yeah. you know eventually um to a 
hope <laughs> that it will it will leave yeah. the threat will leave um, and that can still happen again even if the threat is not actually there the, yeah. the perception or the fear yeah. of it yeah. being there again yeah. can can bring up those very uh, severe kind of reactions yeah. Yeah. that's very scary for a person definitely and we don't want to generate that so we don't want to try that. and yeah. it comes up we mm. work with grounding skills or how to manage that mm -hmm. um, yeah. rather than saying oh let's just keep going you know yeah. we, you don't yeah. do that that's yeah. unhelpful that's just okay. that's yeah. interesting so it is about keeping the balance between being able to disclose safely yes. whilst at the same yeah. time being able to have the right coping skills and coping strategies that yeah. you're able to Absolutely manage the emotions that go along with disclosing that information yeah. that, that you do yeah. at the same time um otherwise perhaps disclosing can leave you quite exposed and vulnerable is that right yes and it's a very crucial moment disclosure when people disclose especially long-term traumas especially from the childhood or even adulthood but again more complex traumas and the the moment they first disclose it mm -hmm. i think that's quite critical in yeah. the recovery because if that disclosure is not received in an accepting way yeah and it's been shot down or it's been rejected mm -hmm. or there's been a, a fearful reaction to mm -hmm. it or even a disgust reaction yeah. from somebody else because they're not ready to hear it yeah. that can be detrimental yeah. in uh, in how how a person recovers and yeah. how they respond later to treatment and how yeah. they process their own traumas yeah. so it's quite detrimental yeah. so it's, it's like Gail said it's very important for people who have experienced trauma to be quite self-caring about where they disclose although they might feel the urge to disclose yeah. because it gives it a, a relief obviously when you're yeah. in this hyper state yeah. um, however you know uh, whatever you disclose and to whom and the timing of it yeah. um, it's crucial for example it can't be in the bus stop mm -hmm. as, as very often happens mm -hmm. and then the person leaves and it leaves the person who disclosed open yeah. or in a social situation when everybody's having a merry time or after yeah. a couple of drinks yeah. so that's not the right time it needs to be a safe space yeah uh, because we need to, to stop uh, what we call re-experiencing, re re-victimization as well, yeah. re-traumatization, which is a, a fancy word really from keep playing out the trauma yeah. in, in, in an attempt to to flush it out, process it and recover. Yeah. And that needs to be in a more protected therapeutic mm -hmm. space rather than in a random space out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so what I can see what, what you're saying that the person who wants to disclose information that is traumatic need to consider the right time and the right place to do it although they might feel the urge to do it that it has to be a safe space and the person who received that information perhaps is ready to receive that information because we don't know how the other person is going to mm -hmm. react and perhaps in a context in a therapeutic professional context we know that the person listening like a therapist like yourselves is able to receive that information but if we disclose to a friend or a family member, sometimes it's difficult to know what the reaction would be. Is that? Yeah, and I, I think that also sounds like it puts a lot of pressure on pressure the person on who's people. Yeah, I know. To go, yeah. well, how am I supposed to know? To know. Yes. And we yeah. always talk about you're supposed to talk about it. I know. Mental health. Um, but I think it is just it's just being aware. I think of 
who do you feel safe around yeah. trying to connect with yeah. that if you're if you're on edge with people they're probably not the people you want to be talking about this kind of thing with yeah. and maybe that's the only people you've got around you right now yeah. and so that means okay maybe maybe go to GP maybe you find a mental health professional mm-hmm. um, you know or you, you do find a develop a trusted friendship and you think I can maybe give bits of something but yeah. you don't have to say it all don't say it all yeah. you, know, you have to you know yeah. test things out and particularly when we're talking about trust we don't want to trust if one person with everything, everything. all at once yeah. mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. necessarily a therapist we need to wait and see mm-hmm. are they consistently there for me are they displaying you know Absolutely. I'm feeling listened to I'm feeling yeah. heard mm-hmm. um, I have a space to talk freely um, all these things are important, whether it's a professional or or not a professional that you're yeah. talking to. Yeah. Um, and if yeah. it feels, mm, you know what, I'm not sure I want to continue talking about this right now, stop. That's your right, you're in control, and that's really mm-hmm. important yeah. with you yeah. know, being through something traumatic that you you feel is in control as fast as possible. Absolutely. Definitely. It, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because we're asking people to do exactly what trauma affects, which is really your boundaries and, ca- yeah. and how you place yourself with I other know. people. Yeah. So it's very difficult to judge, but yeah. I think Yael explained it so nicely. Yeah. It's about taking steps, even with a professional, because yeah. as professionals, you can still have reactions that are not helpful because you're only human. Yeah, you know? Especially if somebody hasn't worked in this area mm-hmm. and somebody comes with a big disclosure, yeah. it's, it's still a difficult thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it. it. The self-care comes to that, you know, the snippets of information and taking steps Absolutely. slowly, really, yeah. Yeah, when you feel safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if we're looking at, in regards to um, supports that are available for um, anyone who has experienced trauma, what, can, what kind of supports, what we can advise um, for anyone who's listening that they could access mm-hmm. in general terms? I think, obviously, when people are starting experiencing some of the uh, symptoms and some of the difficulties and challenges we've just been discussing, mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea. And they feel, after a while, mm-hmm. that they are still affected and it affects their day-to-day life mm-hmm. and uh, their experience of life, then it's time to ask for some help mm-hmm. um, by from their GP, I think it's a first call, mm-hmm. uh, from another mental health professional mm-hmm. um, uh, in the private sector, in the voluntary sector, to ask for help and uh, mobilize some more consistent support, perhaps yeah. um, therapeutic support potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. We've even got things such as NHS Inform. NHS Inform. You know, if you just want to look up and see, this is what I'm experiencing. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's just informational support. Information. And I think there's in the notes there there's some resources as well for people who might be going through yeah. something difficult right yes. now. Yeah. Well resources to read. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is any online resources that are more um, accessible or particularly that you would be able to advise? Um, that just yeah. now from the top of your head. Yeah, there are. There are <laughs> in terms of um, yes, there are. Uh, there is the resources and um, 
obviously NHS Education Scotland has got a framework uh -huh. for for trauma. There's lovely videos there. Yeah. Uh, also information for health professionals, but also for lay people, yeah. health professionals on how to respond yeah. in people who potentially have experienced trauma. And then for lay people, there's videos and resources yeah. um, in terms of um, uh, like sexual abuse and um, child abuse. Again, it's uh, Survival Scotland, and there's a list of all charities people can go to. Uh, resources uh, like uh, mind, uh, you know, yeah, for anxiety, depression, and uh, different elements of the trauma mm -hmm. experience that people yeah. can can yeah. access and yeah. read and understand a bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah of course, the, the, the NHS uh, websites as well. Mm -hmm. They will have uh, resources there mm -hmm. on on anxiety and depression and different elements that can affect mm -hmm. um, experience of trauma. Yeah, yeah. So normally. We would advise um, just the standard process to go through the GP, and um, from there the GP would kind of yeah. maybe direct the person to the right. To the right, yeah. Um, now, yeah. if people decide to go the private way, what we would advise obviously is to uh, check the accreditation mm -hmm. of of uh, the practitioner they are mm -hmm. choosing, and preferably, uh, but that applies to all issues to to have a chat potentially with uh, people with practitioners to uh, to gauge the, the, the fit for them and also to gauge their experience and it's always advisable I think uh, if you if you have suffered some kind of traumatic event to choose a practitioner who understands trauma a little bit more yeah uh, has some experience in that field yeah because yeah. That, that's going to make things much easier definitely yeah and even just to say that if you go to your GP or you go to a, a, a private practitioner or someone else you're already involved with with mental health and it doesn't feel the right fit or you don't feel like you're being heard yeah. or you keep saying something and it keeps it's not being accommodated yeah. or yeah. Um, you're you feeling rejected that you can switch go and yeah. try and find another GP mm -hmm. you can ask to change if you're not yeah. feeling that that person is, is taking it on board because as we said sometimes you know professionals find it yeah. hard as well it's and, and yeah. they're not looking for the same things that yeah. um, you know that you're experiencing so yeah yeah and um, if you're if you're struggling mm -hmm. and not feeling that it's working it doesn't mean that there wouldn't be another person who would be a good fit for you yeah absolutely um, yeah because yeah. therapists and professionals i think they are human beings like anybody else oh, i think absolutely. sometimes we feel we connect absolutely. more which and it's not because yeah. they, you know they can be absolutely great professionals but yeah. sometimes you seem to connect better with some people than with others and, and yeah. if you don't feel it's a very yeah. sensitive subject so you want to feel comfortable and feeling heard and so that's, that's very important it's, it's yeah. particularly for, for all challenges i think but for trauma in particular mm -hmm. uh, the the, the power dynamic and the, the trust and the, the, this feeling of safety is absolutely paramount yeah. so if it's not there after after a while and it's been discussed with the practitioner and it's still it, the person still feels they are not heard yeah then it's time obviously to explore yeah. something different because we, have, we want to avoid more trauma upon trauma the, yeah, the traumatization exactly. effect yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's very important yeah. that's great um well i think we covered a lot of uh, really uh useful um information so that that's been fantastic um is any anything else that um, just we 
when we get in near to the end of the program today is any other information that you would like to add before we close uh, with the uh, the episode today is there anything else that you want to say to the well, audience I would like to, to close if that's okay with a positive message to say <laughs> that um, people are recovering from all sorts of challenges every single day mm-hmm. we haven't survived this as, as, as human beings for, for so long without yeah. having the mechanism in built in us mm-hmm. to uh, to recover from challenges and yeah. trauma is not an exception actually mm-hmm. so people need to remember that um, that we have built up a lot more knowledge about psychological trauma than we used to and we have enough mm-hmm. to help people to to start on their recovery journey yeah. so that's that that's great um it is important to have a, a positive message and Absolutely. and hope that it is um it is a lot of scope for recovery even even though um you know yeah. as you said i think you might has been sometimes through very very difficult and traumatic experiences and not not only recover but even bounce back better yeah exactly so it's amazing the capacity that the human beings have to overcome challenges (laughs) and very difficulties in life um that's fantastic well um it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both here today um um, i absolutely um, enjoy listening you both Uh, thank you you. um and i hope everybody listening has uh really enjoyed today's episode as well um thanks very much thank you Thank you for being with us today and you find the information discussed by Dr. Wilson and Dr. Coliara beneficial. I hope you can join us next time. Bye for now. Thank you.